You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. As you mentioned off the top, Bridget, like um, Matthew Patra and, and Scott, you mentioned him as well. You know, it's interesting because you said that the when we're talking about Bussy, there's no room for goaltenders on the NHL roster as it currently stands. Center ice is a different is a different story. Like, yes, the Bruins signed Morgan Geeky and 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 Boquist and Patrick Brown in the offseason. Um, but you know, you lost Bergeron Krejci and Nosek. So you lost three of your top four centers from last season. And I don't think anybody in that dressing room thinks that they have a spot locked up. And if they sign somebody to be a center and somebody pushes them out of that position, maybe they go to the wing. So I I, I just wanted to, you know, talk about Patra because I think it was my first time seeing him in you know this year in game action I didn't get a chance to watch any of the rookie uh, games in Buffalo or wherever it was but I mean you, you you see everything everybody talks about you see the hockey IQ uh, you see the tenacity his, his willingness to go wherever it takes uh, he's creative he has vision patience and so he's, he's he's a good player like he he finds himself around the puck all the time he knows where it's going and he makes those plays even if it's like a there was one play where it was just a simple loose puck in the neutral zone, and he just, you know, outreached his opponent and nudged it past uh, the defenseman. And I think DeBrusque went in on the left side, and it's just little things that that add up that not everybody on the ice can can do. And so, look, obviously Zaka and Coyle are going to be your top two centers to start the year, but I don't think Morgan Geeky has three C locked up, and I don't think Patrick Brown at all has four C locked up. So, I mean, is there a world where Beecher is your four C? at some point and maybe Patra is a, is a three C I don't know. And there's, there's a lot of time to go, but I, I know that it's, it's NHL or juniors for him. Right. So it's kind of a tough predicament, but he looked, I mean, he looked really good with DeBrusque and Van Riemsdyk, who, by the way, Van Riemsdyk was, I know he, I know he was playing a lot of unproven players, but he could still move out there. And I was impressed by how he looked out there today. So um, yeah, how do you guys, how do you guys think about, Potter's chances if he continues to to play the, this well this preseason do the Bruins find a way to keep him on the roster to start the year well let's just put it this way of the four centers that played tonight he was the best one and Morgan Geeky was one of those centers that played um and he found himself with two of the better players um which you know maybe means he's up in the depth chart uh in in someone's mind Montgomery's mind or really they just wanted to see what he could do 
alongside NHL talent. But if you look from top to bottom, the centers that they played today, Beecher, Brown, Harrison, and Geeky, he he outplayed the other centers. So um, he is young. He's 19, as we've mentioned before. And he, you know, he did have a Krejci-esque pass. I know Scott has made this comparison um, in previous podcasts where he passed it through the zone, what would normally be kind of a, a dangerous pass through the slot, but it found where it needed to go. And it was like, okay, he knew all along that's where he was going to go with it. And uh, it worked out. So um, a lot of the times with guys like that, when they're young, there's a learning curve to that too. Like you want to try a creative pass or you want to try one of those, like through the slot, like through the center of the zone passes. And sometimes it gets picked off and you look stupid, but he didn't have any of those rookie like moments so it's not only did he score and and get an, an assist he also just didn't make those mistakes if and the, the i guess the one thing to look for would be like defensively did did he have any issues i didn't notice any glaring defensive issues for him and he was good at he was good at defensive zone faceoffs so you know that that helps out a lot yeah i did i didn't make note of like one play where uh, Patrick kind of like pulled up and then almost seems like I kind of get caught between like two minds, didn't really know exactly what to do, and like kind of didn't really like directly turn the puck over, but sort of turned possession into like a scrum along the boards because he just sort of held on to it a little too long. And that's popped up a couple times in training camp, too. Like I've noticed that in practice, and that's that's just a matter of getting used to the speed of the NHL game, like. In the OHL, he probably had more than enough time to do what he did, you know, hold on to it a little longer, evaluate his options. And in the NHL, even against, you know, against the Rangers roster, that was kind of like the Bruins. It was, you know, maybe 40% NHL, 60% um, AHL and prospects. Like, it's still a lot faster. So, but even that, like, that was really only the one, one time I noticed that where it was like, Oh, I, I think the game sped up on him a little. Other than that, he he did look really poised, and he seemed to have very good spatial awareness, and and you know not not get himself trapped and not hold on to pucks too long. So, um, yeah, it's really encouraging to see. And you guys are right; like, no one should really feel locked in. I thought it, Jim Montgomery made an interesting comment after the game. He was asked to evaluate all four centers, basically. And on Morgan Geeky, he said said something along the lines of like I, I thought that that line sort of picked their spots to like to really play. And he was like, you know, sometimes veterans do that in preseason. It's just it's just part of you know them building their game. And I was like, well, it, on the one hand, yes, that's true. Like you know, people who've been around the NHL, veterans tend to not bring it one hundred ten percent their first preseason game. On the other hand, I'm like, I don't know that Morgan Geeky should really be that comfortable. Like he, I kind of feel like he does have to bring it, it, especially if he wants to win third line center. Because Brian, I agree. Like that, I don't think he's locked into that. I think he's the clear favorite to win that job, but he still has to win it. It's still not going to be handed to him. And yeah, like if if Patrick continues to impress, and that's a spot he ends up winning. I mean. Geeky could get bumped over to the wing. He could get bumped down to the fourth line. Um, you know, I absolutely think there's a chance that 
Padre could take that from him. It's, you know, I still think Padre has a lot more work to do. Like he's clearly the one, you know, sort of fighting the uphill battle and, you know, kind of coming from, from the outside. And Montgomery even said that he was like, you know, it's still five more preseason games, two more weeks of training camp. And, and one thing Montgomery has made clear, he's like, it's going to be the guys who are playing the best at the end of training camp, the guys who have gotten better, you know, from start of training camp to the end who tend to make the team. So Padre has to keep it up. He has to keep going. He has to get even better. Um, but if he does, then he absolutely has to be part of the conversation. It's, you know, I, I still would have him on the outside looking in. Like, I still think it's, it's a lot to ask for, you know, a 19 year old kid who hasn't played a second of pro Well, you know, hasn't really played pro hockey to, to make the Bruins out of camp, but um, you know, more performances like Sunday will certainly make an interesting conversation. Yeah. And Monk, one of the quotes Montgomery had about him, he's uh brick asked him after the game, you know, what he saw from him and like what his chances are of making the team. And he says he, he needs to show us he can play consistently and handle the, the grind and physicality as a 19 year old. And he did mention, he's like, yeah, well taking those hits, it hurts a little bit more in the NHL. <laughs> I mean, I, I liked him a lot. I think a lot of the little things he did caught my eye, and that's like being in the offensive zone and not – if you don't have a play, not throwing it up to the point where it can get picked off by the defensive winger. Like, he, he, he throws it back down low into the corner. He was good at protecting the puck. And, you know, for his, his size and his, and his young age, I thought physically he handled himself well. Um, in a situation where the Bruins – are not going into a season with a full NHL roster, all jobs locked up and there's spots up for grabs. My concern is that you're going to have, a, if he continues to play standout hockey like this leading up to the regular season, it, that's the kind of the, the asterisk with what I'm about to say. But if, if he continues to have a strong camp, I'm concerned that like you're going to, because it's juniors or, or NHL for him, he can't go to Providence and you guys can explain to me why that is in a minute. But um he had like 95 points, 96 points in 60 something games last year in junior. So it's like, what's he going to do? Go down this year and get like 110. It's like, I, I just, at what point, if, if it's, if Providence isn't an option, I don't know. I, and, and he outperforms other players in camp. It's like, give the kid a chance. Like, I mean, uh, Wyatt Johnson in Dallas, 19 years old last year, like it happens. Um, and, and the Bruins aren't really in a position of power this year to be like, Oh no, we need to have, you know, high caliber players, every position, like with a ton of NHL experience, like they're kind of, they're kind of in a, in a, you know, rebuild on the fly at certain positions here, especially at center. So um, I don't know if, 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 if he earns it, I'd hate to see him go down to juniors for something like that. Um, Cause I think that at some point you've kind of done what you can do down there. Can you continue to get stronger and faster? Sure. But again, you're still playing against junior caliber players. So if, if that doesn't help him play in the pros, I don't know. Yeah. And also worth noting, like they could keep him into the regular season. And there is, I meant, meant to try to look up the exact uh, ruling. I don't know if it's eight, nine, 10 games or whatever that you can play in the NHL. And then the team has to decide either you're staying the rest of the season or you go back to the OHL. So, um, you know, the Bruins could, if he's close enough, give him some regular season action and, 
and then decide. So that's also an option. But again, he's got to he has to get through training camp and keep building his game and keep playing like this, keep impressing. And, you know, that's that's still a couple more weeks before before we get there. All right. Who who says no? Who says no? Uh, Van Riemsdyk, Patra, DeBrusque line, the exact line was today in the regular season. Who says no? Keep Charlie Coyle with Trent Frederick. I I would say no, just because I think. Whoops! I just uh, I just kicked my table. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's all right. I've been having technical difficulties this whole time. But if you if you're watching. You know, you probably noticed me like fidgeting with a million things because all of my technology is broken and my phone is overheating and my laptop is broken. So, yeah, Br- Br- Bridget's Bridget's in the middle of like a two week war with technology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess I would say no to that line just because that probably would be like the second line, and I just wouldn't trust that enough. So, like I. I I want to have a little more balance because that, that would mean your top line is Martian Zaka Pasternak, which looks like a great line, but at least to start the year, I I think I want to have a little more balance. And so well, what, if, what if Charlie Coyle doesn't turn out to like have chemistry there and doesn't like it, it, we've said before is, is Charlie Coyle more than a third line center? They've tried him higher in the lineup before and it hasn't worked. What if it's, you know, what if we find that, something stagnant there and we you know and the Bruins want to put Charlie Coyle back with Trent Frederick if they want to put him back in a third line role I, I know it's crazy this kid's 19 yeah I mean I, I think whether, whether it's Coyle or Patra because I'm I can't possibly be totally sold on either one of them as a number two center I would want to give them one of Marchand or Pasternak to to really help kind of carry the load. Um, you know, I, I like to me, Van Reems, like is I ideally a third liner at this point who can probably cut it in, in the top six still and, and be just fine. But um, I just think like you'd be asking Patra to do a little too much given the matchups he would face. Um, you know, if it's Van Reems, Dyke and, and DeBrusque, I'd like to like to give him one of Marchand or Pasternak if, he ends up that high in a lineup. The other option is, you know, if Coyle does work just fine as a second line center, you know, we've, we're expecting maybe a Marsh and Coyle DeBrusque line, like that could work and be just fine. And then you could potentially have a third line of maybe Frederick, Patra, Geeky. Like I think that could potentially work or, you know, maybe Jacob Lauco fights his way up or something, but yeah, there's, there's a few different options and, um, you know, just if, if you're the Bruins, like it would be very exciting if Potter does force his way into any of those roles. Um, that would be a great sign. Another player we'll be watching to see if they can force the issue is is Georgie Merkulov. Now he didn't play tonight, but he's another guy highly skilled forward, um, yet to make an you know, have an NHL job, and so he'll be he'll be somebody to watch as well. I, I imagine their next preseason game. Um, another player who should be making a, a name for themselves this camp would be Fabian Lysel. And after one preseason game, and again, I get it. It's one game, but preseason is a sprint. And I think he had three shots on goal and, you know, he wasn't really, his speed is evident. 
okay, his speed is there. Obviously, his skating ability is there. I think he was he was uh, he, he was skating hard to get back on back on defense. Um, so you, you could tell that he knew that he the importance of playing well tonight. But uh, and that's you know those things are good to see. But I think when you're supposed to be an offensive player, you kind of have to show a little bit more of uh, assertiveness and, and dominance in a game like this against you know a, a lot of non-NHLers on the other side. So um, Scott, you were there in person to kind of see it from a bird's eye view. Bridget, you I know you were producing the Red Sox tonight, but um, so I don't know if you had a chance to watch the whole game. But just your guys' initial takes on uh, the Red Sox. Let's just not talk about the Red Sox, okay? All right. It's almost over, Bridget. What, they, one one they, more week. They ruined my entire day today. So <laughs> they went to the seventh inning, rain delayed for two hours, and fully knowing they were going to cancel that game. And that just made me had to work longer. Then I came home, watched the Bruins. Been working since 9 a.m. We're recording this. It's almost 11 p.m. So, Brian, thanks for mentioning the Red Sox. I did watch the whole game. I did watch the whole game. Okay. Anyways, what do you think of Fabian Lysel? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Um, you can go first. I, I mean, it was an it was an underwhelming performance. Um, yeah. Probably would be the and, and like when other guys are jarring the attention, jarring the eyes of coaches, you know, fans. He wasn't, and he's somebody that has the skill set to do that. But he he just. I don't know if it was just a bad line combination for him. Um, he he ended up with playing with Frederick a little, I believe, um, and Geeky. But he he just kind of got like lost in the shuffle. It kind of felt like, um, and he had a decent uh, preseason last year. So we'll see. He'll obviously he'll get a few more chances to showcase himself, but. It was underwhelming, and maybe he needs to be put out there with some of the higher caliber players to kind of showcase himself. But you, you're you're not in a position to to say, oh well, next time I'll do it. Like you only have a limited amount of chances that you can really prove yourself. And and in terms of the stories, and unfortunately for him, being as highly touted a prospect as he is, your the bar is higher for him. So when he misses it. We talk about it. Yeah. I mean, he, he started the game in a line with Jason Magna and Brett Harrison, which, uh, you know, now Harrison is certainly someone he could, if he's in Providence, he could potentially play with. Um, you know, Harrison's a player that Burns are pretty high on. But that's obviously, that's a different spot than, you know, Potter getting to play with two proven top six forwards. Like, so... Yeah, I cut him a little slack. Like he's, you know, if Lysel makes it to the NHL, he's probably not playing with a player like Jason Magna, who's been, you know, a fringe fourth liner up, up and down between the NHL and AHL his whole career. Um, but then when when Patrick Brown went down, the right wings did start shuffling and rotating through different lines, and obviously he is a right wing. So yeah, he played a little bit with everyone. Um, yeah, like I noticed him, I noticed him making some good plays, either away from the puck or pursuing the puck. But Fabian Lysel is a player you want to see him making plays with the puck, and I, I just didn't feel like he had 
I didn't feel like he had a ton of possession or really, you know, a ton of chances to do anything. And maybe again, maybe that's a product of his line. I do think they got pinned in their own zone a little bit. Um, you know, Joe Montgomery after the game did say he, he thinks Lysel played his best in the third period. So that's a good sign. Like, you know, at least he didn't get worn down over the course of the game or whatever. Like, you know, at least in Montgomery's eyes, he finished strong. But yeah, well, but you, definitely, also, you definitely want to see a little more. He also had a stupid tripping penalty in the third, though. Yeah, like, true. He also had a very avoidable tripping penalty. And the Bruins ended up having to kill five uh, five penalties. So, Yeah, I think you, you made a good point where you say um, he was making a lot of good plays uh, away from the puck, but you want to see him making plays with the puck. And again, especially against the... Um, a non NHL Rangers lineup. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where he, it's like the Tyler Sagan effect where like you watch Sagan in Dallas a lot of times, like he's like, he looks like he's four checking a million miles an hour, but he's just not really doing really much of anything. Um, and so it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's something that he's got, it's an uphill battle at this point. I mean, one game down. So um, he's going to have to, to, to showcase better and, and make things happen, put some points on the board and, and say what you want about, about Patra and, and, and his chances. I mean, he, you know, he leaves the, the game and, you know, goal and assist and, and look good in the power play, look good five on five. And, you know, he made, he made his name stick out and Lysel really didn't, especially when all eyes are on him uh, up front. So um, a lot to be desired there after one preseason game, plenty more to go. 